Hey there, thanks for joining us for the latest podcast from Resound Church. We really believe that together we are better, and our heart is to reach, send, nurture, and disciple people as they become all that God has intended them to be. You can subscribe to our content on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or head over to our website, resound.church forward slash app, to grab our app, which will keep you up to date with everything going on. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. First of all, thank you so much for the uh, expression of your love and appreciation. It's been a a joyous period in our life. Uh, We spent eight years in Papua New Guinea and came back with a young family to uh, Baronia. And from there on, we've uh, enjoyed 50 years of living in the city of Knox. And it's been 50 years in the city of Knox because the year before we came, they elevated it from just being a shire to a city. So (laughs) they were all ready for us to come and we've enjoyed being part of that. And uh, we're so thankful to God for the opportunity of uh, all the memories that flood back into our minds. Uh, I'm... Doing something um, this year, I decided to, on my, because I read the Bible, you know, every day, and um, we decided that this year I'm going to read the King James Version. Now, you've got to get round to these, thys, thous, thus, therefore, you know, all all that sort of thing, but uh, I just decided I'm going to do that just as a, a discipline to go through all that, and then in so doing, I um, pulled out my Thompson Chain Reference Bible, which is the um, the third such Bible. The first one I had, and then took it to Papua New Guinea and climbing over the mountains and carrying my um, my book of the Word of God with me wherever I went, and opening it up in all sorts of uh, dirty, dusty places and right throughout the highlands of Papua New Guinea. It wore out and eventually when I left, they gave me a new one. So that eventually wore out too. And then back here on, um, where is it? Um, March 1984, to our beloved Pastor John on the occasion of your 50th birthday, from your family at Life Centre, City of Knox. So I just had to come up here and uh, read that. The print's too small to read, but it's there, okay? (laughs) So that's why we got the benefit of all the um, opportunity of getting uh, the Bible now where you can get it on your iPad and just open it up and just read it and uh, get to the size that you want without having to um, get out the magnifying glass. <laughs> Some people don't appreciate uh, what, it's, what it's like when you need a magnifying glass to see. I've got this big magnifying glass on my desk and every now and then I'm reading something and I have to reach over and, now what's that say? <laughs> so um, anyway, that's that for the King James Version. I had to say it. Um, so the 50 years that we've been here 
have been blessed. The period before was blessed, whether it was in Papua New Guinea for the eight years or in Cessnock for two years or in the uh, Brisbane church for five years. So uh, we've got around quite a bit and um, not many people have gone to one place and 50 years later still been in that church that uh, they had the privilege of pastoring. So um, here we are. It's the first Sunday of a new year. It's the, um, the new year of 2020. And um, we're starting a new decade, 2020 to 2030. So um, I'll see what we have to say in 2030, at the end of this decade. So um, after that, um, I'm not too sure. But, <laughs> but anyway, uh, we've not only got that, we've got a new name, Resound. And uh, always keep that in mind. It's not Resound. It's not a repeat of some sound. It is Resound. So um, I, my prayer is that... Um, a people's life of service and their expression of praise and worship will resound to the glory of God right throughout this year of uh, 2020. And I'm sure it will be the case. Last week, Desmer um, encouraged us to appreciate how precious God is. And uh, I was, I sit there and I'm blessed every time Desma speaks, whether it's here or in the, um, the monthly Bible studies. We have some great times and it's always a blessing. But uh, there was the um, statement she made, the most assuring thing we can do in 2020 is to put our heart, hand in the hand of God. And that came from that King James the uh, 6th. Uh, King George, King, King James, you, you can go down there now. <laughs> King George the Sixth in 1939, we had just gone over there, my father, to do evangelistic ministry for two years to the UK and he being a Welshman from Nantifaslon, my steg, and uh, he knew exactly um, what it was to be known as the, the great Welsh revivalist. So we were going back there for two years and uh, it was the following year that war broke out and that was the year in which King George VI made that statement. I said to the man who stood at the gate of the year, give me a light that I may tread safely into the unknown. And he replied, Go out into the darkness and put your hand into the hand of God. That shall be to you better than a light and safer than a known way. And uh, how true those words were. And I felt I needed to just bring that in to link it up with where we're going today. Because uh, it says there about um, light. Uh, better than a light and a safer than a known way is to know the true light. So we've entered a time of change. We've moved from one year to another, from one decade to another, and there are changes. And uh, I often think of the, um, 
the scripture verse in Philippians 3, 14, 15. This one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which lie before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. We are pressing forward into the future and it says here, forgetting the things that are behind. And some people say, well, how do we do that? Well, I want to tell you, it's, uh, it's a little bit like the, um, the reference that um, says at one stage that we're to leave, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, of repentance from dead works, leaving those things, let us go on unto perfection. So it's that same sort of forgetting the things, it's leaving the things. So what we're considering about leaving is not to forget it. When we talk about forgetting the things, when the Bible says that, it's really saying, hey, now leave that as a foundation. From there, you are going to build on it. And uh, that's where the change comes. We are going forward to build into all that God has for us to do. You see... Our life must be progressive. It's one thing if we stay as those who are happy about our salvation, we've got the joy of the Lord and we can sing some of the songs about all that and they're wonderful. But unless we are progressive in our lifestyle, unless we are progressing in our uh, understanding of God and understanding of his word, then we're going to miss out on something. And so in uh, Proverbs 4.18, we find these words, the path of the just or righteous, if you like to use that term, the path of the just is as the shining light that shines more and more unto the perfect day. You see, there's a progressiveness about our walk with God. The path of the just is not along a circle that says we're happy, we're glad, we're free, we're satisfied. It's not that. It's a case of where do I go from here into the future so that I can accomplish all that God has for me to do. But the path of the just is as a shining light that shines more and more unto the perfect day. I'm thankful to God that I've not given up growing in God. I've not given up learning of the things of God. I've not given up on uh, moving on in the path of the light that shines more and more because there's a day coming that's going to be a perfect day. But in the meantime, I want to continue to be all that God wants me to be. And I pray that for every one of you so that you will be what God desires you should be. You know, right at the very beginning, God showed us the importance of light. It says that amongst the uh, creation from uh, the record that we find in Genesis, in the beginning, God, that's always a great hope. Uh, In the beginning, there was God. And uh, some people get worried whether it was all happened in seven 24-hour days or whether there were a lot longer 
periods of time, it's pretty obvious there had to be a lot longer periods of time than 24 hours uh, for all that was accomplished. Uh, but anyway, we won't go into the detail of that right now. But uh, there is something uh, important. It says in verse 3 of Genesis 1, Then God said, Let there be light. Let there be light. The importance that God saw in light came right from the very beginning of creation. That was the first day. It said, and God saw the light, that it was good. And God created and God divided the night, the light from the darkness, the night from the day. God divided them, separated them, so that there was a, um, a light that... Uh, He wanted to continue to be spoken of, revealed, taught, instructed all through the uh, history of creation. The psalmist, you know, he um, had an understanding of the relationship between light and God's word. In Psalm 119.105 it says, Your word is a lamp unto my feet. And a light unto my path. Or the NLT says, your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light in my path. There is a continual link between the word and light. The light of the glorious gospel in one reference it says. The light of the glorious gospel. The light of the word of God. The light of Christ. And uh, so that's all what the psalmist understood in uh, Psalm 2, no, 27, 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Or again in the NLT. The Lord is my light and my salvation. So why should I be afraid? There are many situations in life that cause us to fear, but there's no need to be fearful. There's no need to be afraid because there is the light of the glorious gospel that has entered into our hearts, given us an understanding of the one who is the light and the one who has called us to be the light. See, Jesus challenged his followers with a challenge that he still brings to his followers today. Because on the uh, Sermon on the Mount, as it's referred to, uh, there was presented the Beatitudes. And it's Matthew 5, 14, 15. You are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill that cannot be hid. Uh, Neither do men light a candle and put it under a um, bushel, but on a candlestick. And it gives light to all in the house. Not, I am the light of the world now. He's making the emphasis, hey, you are the light of the world. You've come to understand and know the one who is the light of life. You've come to know him. And now your life is uh, caught up in the reality of what you can accomplish as you appreciate that um, the Lord has 
given that encouragement way back then. He still gives that encouragement today. The Lord is my light and my salvation, so why should I be afraid? You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hid. And then Matthew 5.16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Let your light shine before men. We're not just to have the satisfaction of walking in the light. We've got to do something about our lives in the light so that people look upon us and they see a revelation of the one who is the light of the world. They see a revelation of the purpose of God. They see the revelation of what a person who has entered into this light, the one that Jesus said on the Sermon on the Mount, you are the light of the world. They see the responsibility now that comes upon them to be that light that shines in the world. Then there are prophetic declarations that are worth considering. And we're only just touching on these things uh, today on the time factor. But Isaiah 58 and verse 8, it says, Then shall your light break forth like the morning, and your health shall spring forth speedily. And your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your re-reward. Or the actual meaning of that. The, the glory of the Lord shall be um, your protection from behind. So we've got that. The re-reward is that which is going to be the protection that we have. So he's leading us in the way. He's the strength and the protection from behind. We know he's always with us. And that's why we fulfill what he has said we are. You are the light of the world. There's another declaration of the... Um, of Isaiah, prophetic declaration. Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. And behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise with you with the glory that shall be seen upon you. Arise, and shine. The declaration comes in a prophetic utterance so long ago, and I believe it can be applied now to those to whom Jesus spoke when um, he was on the Sermon on the Mount preaching. And that which he brought to them then was to his followers. And if today you are his followers, and I believe that's partly the reason why you're here today, you're the followers of the light of the world. And so we're called upon now to be those who will have the benefits associated with what the um, prophetic declaration is. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. And behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people, but, and we know there's gross darkness at the moment, sweeping across our nation, causing so much sadness, sorrow, loss, everything about it. And we need to keep praying 
that way. And gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon you and his glory shall be seen upon you. As you move about amongst people at a time of uncertainty such as we're living in right now, are people going to see in you a demonstration of the, the light that is that which Christ said we are? We are the light of the world. Then there's the Picture of the believer's progress. Uh, Proverbs 3, 8, uh, 4, 18, I don't think I'll put it there. But the path of the just, oh yes, that's the early one. But the path of the just is as the shining light that shines more and more unto a perfect day. I believe that God is coming to us in a time such as this, at the beginning of a year, at the beginning of a decade, at the beginning of all the life that we have yet to live ahead of us. He's coming to us and he's saying, you need to rise up and appreciate what Jesus said to his followers there on the mount. And you are the light of the world and you must fulfill that Light, you must fulfill that purpose. You must show forth the light of God. You must show forth the revelation of His purpose. See, as I mentioned earlier, it's a progress that is a progression that is taking place. As we move forward in progression, we are moving in the purpose of God and we're going forward to fulfill that which is His purpose. John 14, 1 to 3 gives us a fair example of what this means. And so often, this is a verse of scripture that, that's used, you know, particularly when people uh, have just died. And um, I'm declaring it long before I die. But uh, here it is now. Let not your heart be troubled. This is uh, John 1. No, John 14, 1 to 3. Um, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. This is the word of encouragement that comes to us. It's an encouragement to move in forward progression in the fulfilling of the purpose of God. And God takes us, as it says in that verse, uh, in the midst of all the troubles that we might face. Let's appreciate this, that if we believe in God, we believe also in Christ. And so we go on into the forward progression to the day when Jesus comes back and receives us to be with himself, however that might be, varied for different ones. But he is coming and he's coming again. Acts 1.8, and I'll say this as I draw to a close. Acts 1.8, it's just a simple expression that is so important for us as we consider it. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses unto, witnesses unto me in Jerusalem and in all Judea 
and in Samaria and in the uttermost parts of the earth. So there is an expression that is found when we are in our Jerusalem. And in our Jerusalem, we can do so much. In Jerusalem, we can do all the preparation. Uh, but we also have a message to impart in Jerusalem. And then in all of Judea and in Samaria and right through to the uttermost parts of the earth. It was back as a young man, still a teenager in Wales, having come to the Lord during the uh, follow-up of the Welsh revival. And his name was John Hewitt, but I didn't live that long ago. But uh, my father, and uh, he knew what it was to be filled with the power of the Spirit of God and um, that's right. And he got this word that he was going to be one who would be unto the uttermost parts of the earth. He came out as a coal miner initially to Australia, but he was a, a lay preacher. And uh, not long before he was having campaigns and revival meetings and all the other part of the story. And uh, that's all very wonderful, the things that took place. But the fact is that the word came to him that he would go to the uttermost parts of the earth. It was a great joy to him when eventually he left Australia and went over to New Zealand to evangelise and he got down to um, Invercargill because there is the uttermost part of the earth, the furthest point from Jerusalem. And uh, he knew all that experience. I want to say to you today that what happens here in Jerusalem is going to be that which enables you to fulfill the purpose of God, no matter where it might be, whatever the nation might be, whatever the suburb might be, whatever the place might be, that God wants you to serve Him. And in the meantime, we put all our weight in, as I've sought to do for 50 years here in Jerusalem and uh, you continue to do so and God has great things in store. I just feel that I should do one thing before I uh, just move off the platform and make room for what else has to be fitted in and we pray that uh, God will do something here. But if you sense today that you want to declare publicly that you are going to be those who will rise up and be the light of the world as Jesus declared all his followers should be. And if you're determined that this year 2020 is going to be a period in which you will do the work of showing forth the light to those who are in darkness so that they might know the light. And if you really are convinced about it, why don't you stand to your feet right now and I'm going to pray. Oh, Father,
Father, our prayer and our desire is that we should be all that you want us to be, that we should indeed be the light of the world. We thank you that the path of the just is as a shining light that shines more and more unto the perfect day. And we believe we're moving more and more toward that day. But we want to be faithful to you and fulfill every purpose that you have for our lives. We commit ourselves to you. And as we stand before you right now, we pray that you will enable us to go forward with an assurance in our heart that it is not by might nor by power, but it's by your spirit that you're going to enable us to fulfill all those things. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, what a great message. Thanks for joining us here at Resound Church. We pray that you've been encouraged through the message and that you've grown just a little bit closer to God. While you're online, why don't you head over and give us a like on Facebook or Instagram or check out our website at resound.church. You can subscribe to our content on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or head over to our website resound.church forward slash app to grab our app, which will keep you up to date with everything going on. Well, don't forget next week, there'll be another amazing podcast here to listen to from Resound Church. We hope you join us then.